All right, here we go. Making that actually that actually cuts out some of my light. How about that? This is my my TV. <laughs> Let's get that to where we have just a little bit of light coming from it. Maybe, maybe it didn't. Maybe I'm hallucinating. It's fine. It's whatever. Hello. Welcome to our podcast, Issa Carl Unleashed, where I get to tell you about my thoughts, my opinions regarding the things that I care about. And um, where I will, like, completely botch everything as I attempt to do so. So I'm trying. We're going to do a long form, long, long episode today. Because this is a particular topic I'm passionate about. I think I'm, I'm really getting into it. Um, and so I don't think, I don't think five minutes is really going to convey everything that I'm going to try to convey. So I'll know how long this is going to be. I also don't know if I need to turn down my music or not, because it seems like it's getting a little bit, little bit louder than what we agreed to music. There we go. There we go. That's probably a little bit better. Actually, it probably wasn't that bad to begin with, but it's better now, now that I said so. So, like the title suggests, probably, I haven't written it yet. Today, we're going to be talking about X Defiance and the future of esports just as a whole. I'll be answering some questions that I got here, giving my thoughts, my feelings. Do I want to go up with my chair or not? <laughs> yeah, there we go. There we go. All right. Sorry about that. Ignore that. Don't think about it too much. Now I'm barely hearing the music at all the heck is going on oh it oh it just started it just started uh i'm using i'm using the audio library i want to thank you very much for that audio library for all your fantastic audio library needs oh my god stop opening that okay here we go here we go beginning of the episode <sighs> god all right um how do I want to start this? I think I want to start this more talking about X Defiance and not just X Defiance itself, but my overall like relationship with Ubisoft. Ubisoft has been like the cornerstone of my childhood. Like I wouldn't say like the earliest game I could remember playing because it's clearly not 
I would say that the earliest game I can remember playing is some game I don't even remember what it was on Sega. <laughs> That's the earliest game I could remember playing. Um, but in terms of like just sheer longevity, I had played the Prince of Persia games for PlayStation 2 avidly, extensively. I think I played the and beat the first one roughly five times because I just had so much fun with it. So, yeah, you can imagine that when um, Assassin's Creed came out that I literally, uh, hopefully they don't mind me swearing, lost my shit. Um, it's not even like I got up to being able to be monetized anyway, so it doesn't even matter. I can swear I'm not going to lose any money. Ha! But, um, yeah, so when it came to Assassin's Creed, like, I just absolutely loved it. Loved it. Um, so I'm actually over on, like, the Ubisoft website, and I'm going to actually show my, um... My little Ubisoft profile thing says I've been with them for 11 years. This is not true because, like I said, I've been I've been messing with it for so long. But on this account, it's only been a little bit over a decade because I got I started this account. I want to say PlayStation Four. Because what happened was I turned in my PlayStation 3 to buy a PlayStation 4. And then from there, I think I started a new account. Which is this one. And I actually renamed it recently. It used to be, it used to be Noob for Love. I'm going to open that every single time. Every single freaking time. Um... So what actually has me like one I I had played the uh the the beta the open beta for um when it was when it popped up on PlayStation 5 like a month ago. I only managed to get like a couple of hours in. I should have made content on it, but I didn't like an idiot, right? Um but um I'm actually I'm actually pretty excited for this because I liked the feel of the game overall. Um but I'm actually particularly excited about it because one of the things that I absolutely love about the Ubisoft games is that they interconnect. They have references to other games and like these references also kind of like play into the idea that they're set in like the same like world just as a whole. Timelines even, right? Uh, a good example we can kind of pull from the where you know phantoms come from we can pull from ghost recon right so when it came to the ghost recon wild or uh, we had ghost recon wildlands and then and then its sequel ghost recon breakpoint both of these um fisher makes a cameo which not only places 
you know, Fisher in these games. Actually, he was like an integral part to, I mean, he was a decent part to Wildlands, but he was an integral part to the story in Breakpoint. But it not only puts him there, but it also puts Echelon as a whole there, right? Now, then you have the Far Cry games. And what's see, what's good about all of these games is that they're all very isolated situational games, right? So, like, when it comes to, um, the Ghost Recon games, you're looking at super Black Ops missions. When the Splitter Cell games, you're looking at some, some deep, deep, deep spy stuff, right? The Far Cry games are always isolated scenarios. It's, cause, like, so, like, like, for example, you, you can pull, like, Far Cry 5 and, like, the events of Far Cry 5 take place in Montana. None of the other games are taking place in Montana. So it's you're clear to do whatever you want there and determine what sort of events are happening there. Like, you know, the uprising of a cult or something like that, right? Um, I haven't actually had a chance to sit down and play 6. But that's where um, I'm under the impression that the resistance faction of 6 is the, the Libertad. Then we have DeadSec and the entire, the Watchdog stuff I absolutely love because it interconnects quite nicely with the Assassin's Creed stuff. Like they've directly referenced each other um, to the point to where when it comes to the main antagonist of... The Assassin's Creed stuff, the Templar Order, uh, Abstergo Industries, and then it, it, you get Abstergo Entertainment, and then you find out that they also made another subsidiary called Bloom, and then you find out that Bloom, you know, creates the whole CTOS, good way to control everybody, and then that's when you get the whole... So, the Watchdog stuff had always really placated at what goes on in the modern day of typical uh, cities and stuff. And then um, the Assassin's Creed stuff is more isolated stuff because you will be hopping in an animus and going back in time kind of thing, right? Now, then you have the cleaners. And the cleaners are a specific faction that take place in... Uh, the division games. Now, the thing about the cleaners is that, or actually the division games as a whole, because the event was so catastrophic, the division games needed to be their own timeline, right? Because if they weren't they would because of that event that happened in a, in division it would have grossly affected the other the other games accordingly but this this is this is where i like to personally theorize where x defiant comes from because okay so let's say we have this other timeline where the events of division take place what are the other factions doing cuz the only fa you you get a handful of factions in 
division, like that our original two division. The division like faction itself, but it doesn't really drop, you know, Ghost Recon, Dead Sect, Echelon. It doesn't really do any of this, right? So that's what I that's what I like to think about this particular game. This is what these these factions are doing in this other timeline. These extensive firefights for trying to control territory, get resources, whatever. This would make a lot of sense for this given timeline on what these what these factions are doing. And all this stuff is like super awesome to me, so that's why I like I could I could talk about this forever. But I should probably get back, rein it in a little bit, right? And actually talk about um esports as a whole. Because this I'm I am strongly seeing X Defiant being a huge contender in the esports like gaming stuff going forward. Because it oh it beautifully took the fast pacedness of the older school Call of Duty games gave it a little bit of twist. It, it, they kind of went about it in like a like a like a content creator direction. They did they did the. Uh, what I remember Ludwig making a video about it. I think he, I think he called it like the Poland twist or the Yankin twist to where like you take the thing and then you you twist it. You do something with it to where it's not quite stealing. But this game has super early old school multiplayer Call of Duty vibes. I'm expecting I'm expecting Phase Clan to hop up out of the woodwork and just like start bulldozing through this game. But what I really want to address is like I feel like we're about to make a really impactful like change with esports as a whole i i'm i'm kind of expecting a huge i don't know if resurgence would be like the best word for it but there's gonna be like almost like an esports uprising playstation is making it easier than ever to be able to set up esports stuff now i'll be i'll i'll, I'll say it it's not doing the greatest. Really, doggo? You don't need to be jingling over here. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm not saying it's the greatest because, I mean, like, the, oh my god, the, the, the players are absolutely phenomenal. I've watched a couple of uh, uh, games and stuff, and it's been really good. But, like, the feel of it, it's lacking the the energy that is usually that usually comes with esports actually just sports in general and i think it's like really starting to like be noticeable 
right? It's not quite there yet. Ghost, lay down. Cat, take ghost. Thank you. Um, where was I? I'm freaking, I'm terrible at keeping track of myself. It, it's like, I don't want to speak bad on it because it just started out. So like it taking a minute to actually gain traction makes a lot of sense. It's just, I do want to, you know, address the fact that it's not really doing that great, right? We've definitely seen better from, like, I mean, like, shoot, you could just, you, you could pull up, like, casuals of, like, League of Legends, and it seems like it gets more audience time and stuff than what what this PlayStation Esports has been getting. I do think that X Defiant is going to help tremendously. But I also feel like we're, we're missing what we were. So like, what I'm thinking the problem is, is that there's like, if we directly compare this to like, Regular sports. Um, this is actually going to sound kind of mean. But if we actually directly compare it to regular sports, we have a huge, like, fan base. One, just natively. And one of the main reasons why I think that is the case is because... I think a lot of these fans came to terms with the fact that they're not about to be a professional sport, a professional sports player <laughs> earlier on in life, but they could be a professional fan kind of thing. Whereas the contrast is happening with esports as a whole, right? We have it set up to where more people can like feel like they can be you know, a professional esports player, right? Because of the fact that, like, it it doesn't require nearly as much physical labor, right? I mean, it does still require skill. We shouldn't sleep on this. But being able to put the time and effort in towards playing a game and getting better at that is probably considerably a lot easier than doing the same thing with like real world physical labor. Um, so yeah, we have more of the reverse. We have more of like people that can just outright play the game versus like, People that can't, right? Yeah, sure, you could always play... Um, you could always play some sports, right? But it's probably not quite the same as being able to play professionally. That being said, I absolutely love the... Um, uh, 
those YouTube videos of like when you got when you got guys talking shit and then other guys like you know dunking on them and shit. Like I love that stuff. That hands down, it is like one of the the best things to like sit down and watch. Can you guys just like go in the back? Thank you. Professional. And it's actually it's kind of uh, it's kind of a lot to do with uh, a lot of stuff online. And this right here, a lot of people like see it as like stuff that they can do because they can, right? They can do this stuff there's nothing physically stopping them from being able to do this other than the actual act of growing but it's a little bit harder to grow in a space that's more of where there's less people being fans of stuff and more people actually trying to do the stuff so it's just it's just kind of I don't know. It's a it's an interesting it's an interesting thing to like just kind of like watch that sort of evolution or growth or not I guess that's not quite right. They're more of like a just that direct comparison and then noticing the the sheer difference and like what that really means. Now Another thing about esports is that there's only certain games that really qualify. And that's not really the case with like physical sports. Um that's actually kind of like an interesting correlation. Um there's not really, like, stuff that doesn't qualify all that much. I mean, like, I guess more old school, like, jousting. We don't really have many jousting competitions to that degree. I do remember there was this one, like, show that was trying to build up the reputation of, like, renaissance jousting and it was actually a really good reality tv show i, I if i if i could remember I'd, I'd i'd um i'd tell you to check it out but um what i'm expecting to happen in the future though is Just more general teams, more, more the the entire space of esports as a whole, just ec increasing exponentially. A lot of people, a lot of people say that we're there now, and to me, we're not. To me, it's a pale imitation at what it's going to be, and that, to me, that's saying a lot. That actually is saying a lot because, like. How I see, how I just see everything going in the future, we're looking at, like, I mean, I see it, I see it to where, like, 
you'll have people that are like, or you'll have teams that are just every. It's it's hard to explain. It's like everything that happened in the past. I'm just expecting to just magnify in the future. I'm expecting teams everywhere. I'm expecting um, maybe even like like teams dedicated to like individual states, individual cities even. Like maybe that that is kind of what I'm expecting. That is kind of what I'm 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 thinking is that we will get really borderline this it will affect like effectively become a sport. Um I think the main reason it we have like the biggest discrepancy is lag. In real life sports you don't have to deal with lag, but in when you tr- when you trying to like do some like world changing stuff, lag is just too terrible. That's why I understand why they do all the that local stuff and stuff like that because like that's just the best way to get past that. Um So, I'm going to go ahead and answer these questions real quick regarding all this. I'm I but before I do that, I am like super excited about X Defiant. I mean, I I really think I one I think a lot of people are going to come out and like realize, "Okay, hey, this is this is my game." Like like I I've tried I've I've tried Warzone I've tried Fortnite I've tried Apex, heck I even tried Halo, Halo Halo's not not doing too hot from what I can tell, but like <laughs> this one here is my game and then like you'll have that dedicated fan base and I think a lot of people will be genuinely interested in it just because I think there's it's mainly gonna be a lot of like. 90s kids i think that's really gonna be i mean like yeah sure we be we be in our 30s <laughs> right so like up to like 93 but like going here going forward a lot you know you got the rest of them that that'll be entering their 30s here soon right so like i think a lot of the 90s kids will just really attach to this game um and with just how it feels, it's actually a type of game that I've needed for a while myself because, like, it's a it's a plug and play game. It's which I just games are going too much the Fortnite route to where everything's just on such a big scope and stuff like that. And it's not like I have a problem with it. It's just like sometimes I'm just not in the mood for dealing with the storm <laughs> so yeah let's go ahead and answer these questions real quick okay so and you should answer these questions yourself i want to know i want to know what you guys got to say in the comments or you could send me like a voice message of your thoughts regarding all this uh, i'm super excited to hear any kind of feedback whatsoever so what do you think has been the most significant 
factor contributing to the rapid rise and popularity of esports? I mean, probably just sheer convenience. I mean, who doesn't have who doesn't have something that they can play a game on? And even mobile games have esports competitions. Everything's getting it. And that is, yeah, so I think it's like the sheer level of convenience that is really, that is really making it to where it's becoming more popular. The only problem is the fact that that popularity is not divided. Most people are playing rather than watching kind of thing. And that it's not like that's like a super bad thing or anything, but it's also the reason why it hasn't gained the level of popularity that it could hit because people want to just, we've, we've always had this, even with like the sports before, right? People have always wanted to be, you know, like their favorite, you know, basketball, football player, whatever. Right. But there was that physical divide. Whereas this is in order to be more like your favorite person, there's just sit down, have fun playing a video game vibe. That's the that's the sheer difference between all of this. All right. So in your opinion, how has the emergence of esports impacted the perception of the gaming as a legitimate? Oh, okay, okay, okay. I. I this this is worded in a way to where like it's like a lot of big words and I'm really small but pretty much um if I if um if I think that the rise of this has become like like people are actually viewing it as a legitimate profession or career path I don't think we're doing it as much as we should be I think we should be like we should be really getting into this as like a extensive career path because it again it's just going to be just like just like actual sports you're going to have managers you're going to have coaches you're going to have um agencies you're going to have like networking you're going to have all of these things, they are going to attach to this. What needs to be done is to where people are actually doing this on a, on that professional level. And it doesn't always need to be like the only competition is like, do this and you'll win $1 million kind of thing. It can always be just regular competition as like an, like in other words, the actual, like, imagine like a ESPN, but like a EESPN, excuse me, <laughs> like to where like, actually, I don't even, I don't even think that would work, but like the, <laughs> there is so much, so many, there is so many legitimate jobs, professions, career paths that can be established off of this. That's not even playing the actual game. No different than how, like, I don't know how many times I'm going to correlate regular sports at this point. All right, so which 
um, games or tournaments have had the greatest impacts on the growth and recognition of competition or competitive gaming in your viewers? Easily, Call of Duty. Um, Halo established a direction that, like, of like how we could play games, but it didn't really, it didn't really do, it didn't really start the like esports trend. Call of Duty did, hands down. Um, and it continued to do so, even though like after a certain point, some of the games got weird, but now they have Warzone, which just seems to be like exactly where like, um, Call of Duty plans on staying and like, I don't blame them. It kind of works for it. So it's, it's one of those things. It's a fun, it's a fun vibe. I, I really enjoyed that like Godzilla versus King Kong thing. I'm not a fan of, like, everything being so event-based, though. God. Like, see, this is why... This is why things aren't, like, good for casual players. Because something like a Battle Royale with Godzilla and King Kong running amok would have just been a permanent game mode in casual playerville. Because that's so fucking cool. It's just... Ugh. Everything's always about, like, grinding for those skins. And, like, I just... I, I, need, I need, like, a, a better reward system. Um, but, yeah. So, to answer that question, I really do think it's, it's Call of Duty. Um, that really did it. Um, you, you do have your fighters, fighters scale pretty well in terms of like esports popularity and growth. Um, heck I was getting, I was getting really into, um, this one Tekken tournament for PlayStation that happened not that long ago. Um, it was just absolutely a blast to watch. Um, and it, it wouldn't surprise me if there's like, but like, that's, that is like another thing about like the sports and, uh, esports in general is that you have, you have all of these different like genres and that's kind of how it is. Like, that's what makes it like different sports. It's like the difference between baseball and football, right? Is is the difference between, you know, fighting esports and FPS esports. Do you believe that esports should be considered on par with traditional sports in terms of recognition, support, media coverage? Why and why not? Um, considering I've been making so many freaking correlations with regular sports just on its own, yes, I absolutely do. Mainly because... The day and age that we are going into is becoming digital. So sports becoming digital just makes a lot of sense. 
I don't think sports themselves will ever die. So it's not like that's anything to ever worry about. But like, yeah, I think like in terms of, you know, recognition, support, media coverage, jobs, everything like ever like this. I'm, I'm really thinking that we are we're we're not on this nearly as much as I think there is potential for. And like. I'm not saying that like we should be doing we should be doing the level of coverage tomorrow. But what I am saying is that there is like a huge gap between esports and sports. I kind of want to I kind of want to like want to want to get in my box. But how? Okay. Okay. Um and then I'm trying to make it flat. Oh my god, this is so hard. Okay, so there's my hand. And then like Oh yeah. Yeah. This is not a natural way to do this. But <laughs> so there is a sizable gap between sports and esports, and I hope I can think of what it is that I'm trying to talk about. Um in terms of like just general coverage and whatnot. And pretty much I'm not saying let's say this is sports and this one's esports. I'm not saying that we're trying to get all the way here by tomorrow. But it would be it would be considerable to just like kind of get like to right here kind of thing, right? Is what I'm saying to gr like get us cl closer sooner rather than later. All right. How do you think the integration of esports in pop culture, such as collaborations with music artists or appearances in movies and TV shows has influenced its mainstream appeal. Um, I mean, like it gets, it, it, it gets me almost every time. I mean, when it came to um, the old school call of duty ads would have like, famous actors in it and like that would kind of like okay i kind of want to mess with call of duty yeah i think it happens a lot um i think that's another reason why i'm kind of like um like why there's like a, a good a good vibe i mean like so this isn't even like an esport uh when it came to cyberpunk 2077 you had um um keanu reeves right he was like, became the poster child for Cyberpunk because he plays a very um, important character to the story, right? And then we got the DLC that's coming out, and um, Idris Elba is become is um, uh, a very important character, integral character to that story. And I think, like, I think it would just be really cool to really reduce that barrier between you know um like actors and and whatnot um and then you have all of Fortnite like all of it right constant 
crossover skins. And, like, there's even, like, a little thing to Fortnite's lore to where it's about, like, how, you know, the various characters get sucked into it. And apparently it mainly has to do with Batman. And it, it, even a good chunk of it has to do with the, the, the bat who laughs. And, like, you know, stuff like that is really cool. Mr. Beast has a skin in it. Ninja has a skin in it. I would love a skin in it. I've, I I only dabble with Fortnite. I don't even play it that much, right? I only dabble a little bit. I just think it would be cool to have myself in it. Okay, so, like, actually, you know what? You know what? If, if Fortnite, if you happen to find this, if you happen to find this, what I'd like you to do to make me, right? It doesn't really need to have, like, that much to my likeness. If you don't like my face, you can give me a ninja mask, like, freaking ninja, right? If you want to do it that way. It doesn't matter. But, like, the idea... There's two ideas that I really liked. You know, you know, I'd like my my tan skin, right? But like two ideas, right? One, get my blue my blue glasses. This is these are like a staple, um, mainly because of the fact that I have light sensitivity issues, um. So, these are a staple, and like every time I'm getting new glasses, they're either, they're gonna be like this or very similar so like they're just gonna be a part of me right and then when it comes to my hair i dye my hair i don't really have a set thing to dye my hair so if you could do me a favor <laughs> could you imagine if i actually got a a um Fortnite skin. I mean they they have everyone get into Fortnite, so it's not like it's that extensive okay so if you could do me a favor, if you could make it to where, like, yeah, it's got, like, my curls, whatever, got the undercut, whatever. But the big thing, okay, you see, you see my, 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 my glowy blob stuff, or even my, my, my mic. What I want is my hair to constantly change colors like that. That is another thing that I want to be my staple. I want it to be fun that you're, you're running around as me right and like it's the just the constantly changing like if i could actually get my hair to just constantly change colors like that would be the dye that i would get all the time <laughs> like but yeah those are the things i'd want for my for my fortnite skin and actually you know what let me know in the comments how how would you want describe to me how you would want your fortnite skin <laughs> all right all right Let's see. Um, from my perspective, what challenges or controversies does the esports industry face and what steps can be taken to address them? Um, I mean, like the fact the biggest controversy is the fact that I don't think we are taking we're taking it as seriously as we should. Um, I don't think we're investing as much time in it as we should. And I think that's actually a really big controversy to it. Again, one of the big issues is that I do think that there's more people trying to get into it than there are people trying to watch it and enjoy it in that aspect, which could be an overall problem. But considering the world is going digital, I I mean, like. I occasionally spend a, like I'll just put I'll just put a stream on of someone just, you know, you know, wrecking something on like Apex or something just to like, you know, make some decent background noise. I mean, it would be kind of cooler to actually know, like, team names and stuff like that. 
and yeah, we we can we can do stuff to a certain extent, but there's still like there's there's a gap. There's a gap. That's the biggest like controversy is this overall gap. <coughs> All right, let me get a drink. I was thirstier than I realized. I'm about to burp. All right. Fantastic podcast episode. The one where he burps. All right. So, um... I want to just go ahead and take a quick little moment to ask... If you haven't, you know, subscribed, please subscribe. I'll talk about, like, all kinds of stuff. If there's stuff that you'd, you're interested in my opinion on, let me know in the comments down below. I will give you my opinion. Um, If you're a content creator, if you're a content creator and you're, if you want to network, if you want to, or actually, it doesn't even need to be a full-on network. If you want to just, like, spitball strategies, I'm down with anything. To, like, just genuinely communicate and figure out, like, growth and stuff like that. I'm actually diving into digital marketing and e-commerce to where I'm getting a general idea of how to actually help my stuff grow the way I need it to grow. So, like... I'm super excited about that, and maybe you want to pick my brain on that. I got a good chunk of, like, marketing ideas and and strategies in that aspect, and maybe I can help you. So, yeah, you know, just let me know in the comments or whatever, and, like, yeah, let's, let's figure th some stuff out. Let's grow, right? Right. Okay, so I just got a few more questions. Um, is this a repeat question? What impact do you believe the involvement of traditional sports teams and investors in esports has had on the industry's growth and, and development? I'm not a hundred percent sure, but the idea of like, let's say like a retired professional, like basketball player or football player just plays like streams, like basketball or football i think that's like that's like marketing that's branding right there that's that's gold right for them to just like um play games to that aspect but other than that um I think I think the overall the big thing that really needs to be established is like it's that gap. It's the gap that I keep talking about like it just really needs to be addressed and once it is like we can actually see some crazy stuff going forward I think. Do you think esports can become a sustainable and viable career option uh, for aspiring gamers? Had that question, kind of. What opportunities and challenges do you see in this regard? Absolutely. And it, the thing of it is, I see this as an opportunity for not just gamers, other people as well. You know what? Like, if I had, if I had money, let's say, if I had money, I would, I would buy a team, right? I would buy an esports team. 
And, like, I would try to do my, my absolute best to, like, market and brand them and push them and stuff. So that way that they can do they can do their thing. Because I ain't going to be a, a, a an esports player. Probably not. But, like, I could at least... I could at least... Build a... Brand regarding it. I about guarantee it. So yeah, that would be that would be something I think would be absolutely fantastic. Yeah, so I think these things are viable career options, and it has nothing to do with whether or not you even want to get into the gaming industry a, a, as a whole. I think everything wrapping around it can be a viable career path. Oh, but in terms of like opportunity, well that 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 checks out opportunities, but in terms of challenges, um. I think I think more people gotta want it. I think more people gotta want it. I think more people gotta put in that effort and more people gotta want it. Um in your opinion, how has the accessibility of streaming platforms and the online communities impacted the growth and engagement of esports audiences? Um I feel like this is actually like so like I feel like a lot of people get into like playing the games, but not a lot of people get into esports as a whole. So, like, in other words, you might get less fans of esports because of this, and then you get less players into esports because of this. Because people are rather they'd rather just be having fun with the game at home than watching someone play the game that's that next level. Or or what have you? Um, that's where I, I I feel like streaming has like kind of impacted things. But I do think like if we could if we could like build a like online community that's really pushing this sort of direction for our content creator streamers to go. I mean, could you imagine a, an entire channel dedicated to someone's rise into esports like history, right? Like we need more of that, not less. All right. And last one, uh looking into the future, what advancements or challenges do you envision for the esports industry and how do you think they will shape its trajectory? But advancements or change... Oh, changes, not challenges. Um, do you envision for the esports industry? And how do you think they will shape its trajectory? I'm not fully understanding this question. I also feel like I might have already answered it and just not realizing what the question is. Oh, like the bit. Okay, so I think I think I got it. Yeah, like like I've been saying, I think like the big the biggest advancement that really needs to and like just change in general is just how we view esports as a whole. Like I just think like as like. In terms of like 
I think I think a lot of people too many people might have romanticized it at the wrong time and then too many people might have like criticized it at the wrong time and like that's what I think has been like the biggest like I guess goes back to the earlier question that's what I think has been like the biggest like challenge it, uh, because once this mindset mindset was established, it just became very difficult for like, um, yeah, it just became very difficult for this stuff to like really advance. Um. I think if we can get ourselves out of this mindset and really realize the direction that esports is going, because the esports is going in that direction, regardless of whatever your mindset is. It's just, I feel like a lot of people are just, they're sleeping on it. They're sleeping on the overall idea. And I, I think it's, I think it's a missed opportunity. That's, that's what I'm really thinking. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, this episode of my my thoughts regarding all of this. Um, my big my big my big podcast episode after I just said that I was going to reduce things down to like five minutes, but I just I really wanted to talk about this, especially when I made when I made an episode talking about like the direction of gaming as a whole, which I still stand by. I stand by that direction because like. too many of them are, are like trying to develop games that are just constantly made the the development of games i'm concerned about because of like it it doesn't feel like it's really catering towards the casual player but when it comes to the games that are meant to be esports right stuff this is where i think like this is when we need to like focus all of our esports attention to i don't think it necessarily needs to be the case for like you know the the casual game player and stuff like that who has no intention of going into esports something like that right but um yeah so yeah this was my long episode i don't know if i'll end up doing this again i don't know if i won't um I think I think I'm just going to try to do podcast episodes however I see fit and like hope for the best hope that this doesn't like ruin anything for anyone. I don't I, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to be honest, I have no clue. If you made it this far, that's what you get to know. I have no idea what I am doing for my podcast direction. That's why I'm I'm trying the different things. I thought by not having I thought by not having um a particular like um what is it uh a particular like theme topic niche that it would be easier on me. And for the most part it is. Being able to talk about whatever I want to talk about is very easy to like it comes naturally to me. I mean, I just I just rambled on about this stuff for like uh, almost an hour, right? But the problem is like if 
I, I don't I don't always know what would make like a good like podcast episode. I don't know how to make episodes in that regard. And then I don't know how to like if if things look good, look pretty for the the podcast episode for when you're you're doing like the video stuff. If this is good enough for for that or whatever. Right. I, I, I don't I don't know. Right. And, you know, it's nerve wracking because. It feels like I can do it if I know I can do it. But like. I just I just don't know what I'm doing. And that's that's the truth of it. That's me. And all I can do is just keep going and see what happens. That's all I'm going to do. And if you are currently going through the same thing. Let me know. Let's talk about it. If you are if, if you're going through the same thing, know that like. Just do it. Do what you can. And just see if we figure it out. <laughs> Love you guys. Bye.